Peter Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about Marvel comic books. Uh, we are in the middle of a grand tour of various 90s number ones, going back to our our history of comic books. Garrett and I are the same age. This was hitting us right at the same time that various hormones were hitting us. So we, we mm-hmm. are super excited to be exploring this. Uh, we are on X Factor number seventy one, which is a relaunch. This is technically a, a number seventy one, but this is a brand new relaunch. I think it had been like years since the original X Factor series. Um, I mean, se- issue seventy one, so like twelve issues a year. Yeah, you know, so it had been been quite a while. And mm-hmm. this is uh, interesting. You know, I keep trying to tie things into things we've already done before, not because I you know have to, but just because I'm seeing these interesting parallels. Um, this was kind of like uh, Exotics taking over. Mm-hmm. You know. Just like a different team, like same concept, you know, but just totally different key team, different direction. Um, they did X Factor was originally um, once the all new, all different X Men showed up, uh, which we talked about last set of episodes. X Factor was the original uh, team who posed as mutant hunters for the government, but would actually rescue mutants. Um, so it was the original five. Yeah. And now it's these guys. Now it's, now it's the, these weirdos. Now it's the all new, all different again. Um, and our mm-hmm. comic, our excuse me, our cover is very indicative of, of a number one comic book. Like it's a big splash page of people doing cool shit. Um, front mm-hmm. and center, we've got Lorna Dane, who uh, has magnet powers. Um, is she mm-hmm. is she Magneto's daughter? Who knows? I can't keep up with them uh, chillings. I don't they, know they anymore. Keep going back and forth. <laughs> you know, uh, I think officially no, but uh, it could be changed at any time. Yeah. Um, Lord of Dane is one of the, the, one of the biggest parts of that, uh, weirdly limited run of that X-Men TV show that I like, um, and was one of the the best parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting that they put Lorna Dane in there because like Laura Dane and Havoc, who are both on this team were sixties X-Men. Yeah. You know, like they, they also got rescued from Krakoa by Nightcrawler, uh, and just never get, uh, really treated with any kind of respect. You know, these two, these two characters, like they're always shunted off to side characters. Um, Havoc, uh, never really got a, like, this is his meaningful leadership position. And because of Peter David writing it, it's a lot about, um, him being manipulated by the government being manipulated by different forces and stuff. Um, you know, and it's, it's really, really strange how those two characters have never gotten any kind of prestige. Yeah. Really. Um, we've also got um, Jamie Maddox, the multiple man who, mm-hmm. uh, is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, like period. Uh, I think it's, yeah, he's great. The, the cool powers, like his, his little mini series is really good. Um, like the way that his powers kind of have weird side effects almost, I think is really good. Like if they ret- if he, if the, if the multiple returns to him, like he gets all of that knowledge or whatever. Like, I feel like that's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like really interesting startup points for our character. Um, What's incredible about that is that um, that knowledge angle started with that Madrox series in uh, 2006. Um, prior to that, they didn't really do anything with it. But then, you know, the same writer, so that's a, that's a Peter David comic as well, just said, hey, like, what would I do with those powers, basically? And he sent him out to just go and live every single life that can be lived, basically. Um, incredibly cool and really makes me jealous, you know? Like, imagine being able to just create another Jeremy that just did whatever you wanted to do. And then when you brought him back, you just had that experience, like had that memory. God, that dude would just want to hang out on my fucking couch, dude. I'd just, I'd be like, you got to go, dude. I didn't make you to be, I didn't make you to play my fucking save. (laughs) It's like when, when Homer gets the, uh, gets the clones. uh, But I think, I think he controls them or he makes them or something. I don't know how he gets them to not just laze around. 
you know. I I don't uh, know that I've seen that Simpsons episode. It's a it's a Halloween of uh horror. Oh, okay. Yeah. Episode. Uh um in the back we got Strong Guy, uh formerly Leila Cheney's bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um also a really cool power set. Uh, he's just this gigantic huge dude. This is Larry Stroman on art who does a kind of exaggerated stylized uh look which I like. Um and when he gets hit, he gets stronger and stronger, but it also puts strain on his heart. Yeah. So if there's too much uh, he can have a heart attack. I have those same powers. Oh. Yeah, me too. If I get hit a lot, I have a heart attack. Um, I am in danger of a heart attack. I'm going to the doctor immediately. Um, uh, we got Wolvesbane. Yep. Uh, Rain Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not pictured, Quicksilver, Whoops. who's also on the team. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Um, so we're going to start off with uh, Strong Guy meeting uh, Lorna and Multiple Man for the first time as they're hanging out in the X Factor headquarters. Um, all of them are brand new to this and they've never really met each other. So it's all kind of like, you know, just basically talking, like meeting each other for the first time. I love the art in this so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's some panels in here with Lorna Dane that are just so fucking cool and like took me right back to as a kid reading this and just like, oh, this is so fucking cool. Like this just I looks I love Larry Stroman. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's super cool. Like it's very stylized and weird. Um, but they'll do things with Lorna Dane where like her hair will just continue for the entire panel. I love it, dude. I love you know, it. With the implication that she's, yeah, it just like looks really cool. Yeah. Um, everything is pretty exaggerated. He, when later, when this comic would do like big fight scenes, he's not as good at that. Uh, I found, um, when I reread that executioner song thing, uh, X factor, uh, ties into it, but it is really good about just hanging out and just kind of individual images of people doing stuff. Yeah. Um, um we're gonna have a running bit here on a mayo jar that nobody can open um so like mm-hmm. you know, that's just going to be happening in the background of all of this and we'll eventually get some payoff to it um uh um, yeah. later at the end yes yeah. uh it's a load-bearing mayo, mayo jar nobody can open it with their powers at all mm-hmm. you know uh multiple man can't open it lorna dane can't do it with her magnet powers uh strong guy can't do it with his strength um the uh and they're get, we're getting their personalities here. You know, strong guy is the funny one. Uh, Madrox is like a smart ass and a funny one. Lorna Dane is an old X man uh, and is very nervous about meeting Havoc, who they're going to try to recruit. Yeah, because uh, uh, the they've team. had a relationship in the past, and she doesn't know what that's going to be like because they haven't seen each other in so long. Um, yeah, and of uh, course, you know, strong guy uh, takes this as the opportunity of like, hey, like if it's weird with him, like get with me. I'm here. <laughs> how, how, how about me? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm present. I'm not weird um the uh and you know does not i don't even know the logistics of it like strong guy is is uh monstrous uh in appearance um but they're also kind of showing off their powers in this hangout sense um which i like mm-hmm. you know like multiple man does his thing where he hits the the jar and creates another multiple man to try to help him um everybody uh tries to do that yep uh real good and it's also a uh, strong guy being like i'm a 90s guy i say what i feel uh is very like dated in a, a goofy way you at know, some point we're gonna read some some comics from like the early 2000s and like there's going to be some metrosexual jokes in there like yeah oh, at 1000 percent. i can't know, remember the funniest thing in the world some, somebody reminded me about metrosexual the other day and i was just like i hadn't thought about that phrase in so many years like it was just wild like oh a guy that like you know wants his hair to look a certain way is a metrosexual <laughs> jesus did, christ did you know that morgan spurlock the uh super size me guy his second movie is about that are you serious <laughs> yeah 
it's called i think it's called manscaped oh god and it's about metrosexual men like it's such a dated thing oh man um yeah, and dated things too. I also I love uh, Jimmy Madrox's hair. Uh, I knew a bunch of dudes with hair like that, um, and could make my hair look like that right now if I wanted to. Yeah, I was always super jealous know. of dudes with hair like that that can make their hair like this because with the super curly mm-hmm. afro stuff, I was like, oh, I've, I I can't do this. This is beyond me. So. Yeah. Uh, shave on the side. Um, the uh, they're looking for places to live. Uh, Madrox is cl- is crashing. Uh, with some friends um guido has friends who are on tour he used to be Le- leo cheney's bodyguard she's an intergalactic rock star um we go to the recruiting uh, that's happening and this is fallout from one of my favorite um x-men stories just for pure nostalgia uh the extinction agenda mm-hmm. um after havoc went through the siege perilous he came out in genosha as like an oppressor uh kind of figure and uh after he got his mind back um, he's now kind of like making amends by rebuilding uh, Genosha and, and building mutant housing and stuff. It's him. it's um it's kind of upsetting to me that they want to take him out of this. Like, like we're, we're, the Valley like, Cooper's not good. <laughs> she's not good. Like, what a jerk. Um, and yeah. also like Xavier and, and Cyclops are about to put the full court press on him, and I'm like, he seems to be like kind of fulfilling like he's this seems like a peaceful lifestyle for havoc like for a guy whose name is havoc like maybe just let him chill and don't put him back you know working for the government for a little while it it never happens with him it's like the the weird 90s where like iceman kept trying to retire and be an accountant and they just wouldn't let him sorry there are like tons of stories (laughs) about that um it's it is very sad but this is you you don't get to walk away from the x-men it's like being a crip you know yeah yeah um exactly like it's that. 100% that like that, that exact yeah. equivocation <laughs> uh-huh mm-hmm. you um, nailed it yeah uh so at this point uh valerie cooper's argument is pretty garbage uh she's saying like you work best when you work by instinct rather than uh thinking things through and then uh a girder is gonna fall on her and she just kind of lets it detest him uh wolvesbane jumps out and knocks uh alex out of the way saves alex because there's gonna be a subplot where she's in love with him yep um but does not save valerie and havoc has to blast the girder with his incredibly cool looking powers yeah this looks awesome i love this yeah um all of the action and stuff in this this. looks really good too like i think that's like this is really really fun to read um even if they're like i'm I'm, like the whole time i'm like val cooper you're such a fucking idiot like i don't like you but uh. yeah yeah. (laughs) you suck you suck and and she's she's meant to yeah uh the um and it's it's larry storm i said earlier he wasn't good at action he's really good at this kind of thing he's rough with bodies in relation to each other yeah in terms of fights mm-hmm. um there are some real dodgy fights that he draws later um but this is what convinces him to join the team uh for some reason which makes a lot of sense um over over washington uh we are introduced to quicksilver and lockjaw the inhuman dog teleporter um yep. he is uh very very moody he's very bratty like mm-hmm. he's he's just very annoyed by the whole thing um he he shows up at a like outside of a roxon headquarters uh where somebody has set a bomb and like nobody will give him directions to x factor so he has to very quickly go find the bomb bring it to where everybody is and disassemble it in front of them uh before they were like oh yeah they're just like right down the street you should go check over there yeah um but again <laughs> check, like check just an introduction to the powers and like as far as speedster stuff goes and yeah and his personality yeah. um like I, I this this works for me you know this is good it peter david you know writes my canonical quicksilver you know in in general like all the uh 
2000s miniseries he had with him after M-Day stuff I thought was very good. Or uh, uh, Hein wrote a bunch of those. But uh, when Peter David was writing him here and in the uh, relaunched X-Factor, um, it's just a very good Quicksilver. Um, you know, and they do that. There's a very famous issue of this that we should do at some point, which is where they have Doc Sampson come in and psychoanalyze uh, the team. There's no fighting. It's just a therapy session because they had like a rough time. And uh, Quicksilver starts, there's a really good monologue where he talks about how like everything that just takes a second for everyone else takes a few minutes for him. So like if he has to stand in line at the bank, it feels like a month. Yeah. You know, and it's like no wonder he's such a douchebag because that's horrible. That's like a form of torture, you know, and also arrogance, like where he's just, you know, it ends up making sense with his personality. Um, I, um, I get super annoyed. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, like I, I get super annoyed at people that waste my time. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. This is another 12 seconds of my life that I never will <laughs> get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can only imagine what this is like in, for, for Quicksilver. I, I get like very anxious when I'm like losing time. You know, like if I, I don't like being lost, uh, like if, if I'm driving around somewhere and it's like i know i don't ever really get lost but i'm just like man we're just kind of going in circles like this is killing me yeah <laughs> like it makes me so anxious um i uh i have a customer that um just does not shut up like the dude just will talk you talk your ears off constantly and i had to go out um and this guy like it's like an hour and a half to two hour drive to get to him right and we're gonna go out and we're gonna go look mm-hmm. at a problem and so like we i get there and we spend 45 minutes like talking in the office the whole time, like the last 44 of which I'm like, so do you want to get in the truck? <laughs> like, do you want to go look at the meters? Like mm. and no movement at all. Finally get to the truck. He starts the truck, drives down the road, pulls into a convenience store. And so, and he looks at me, he's like, do you need anything from the store? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Just, you know, ready to get started for the day. And he's like, all right, well, mm-hmm. that reminds me. And then he sits in the parking lot, does not get out of the truck and just tells me this oh. long. And I'm like, dude, I was losing my mind. I'm like, I'm about to lose my job That's... over this motherfucker. Like I am about, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to say something or do <laughs> like... something that is not appropriate. It's fucking incredible. I, there, there's something to like people who cannot do silences you know, that is, is very obnoxious. Like I, you know, I'm a podcaster and you're not supposed to have dead air. So I understand it. Uh, but when I'm not podcasting, I really relish, uh, you know, occasionally just nobody's talking. It's kind of yeah. great. Yeah. You know, everybody can shut the fuck up for a little while. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice this the first time I read it. Uh, did you notice how, uh, Havoc and, uh, Wolvesbane's apartment is decorated in Genosha? It's like Costco World Plus Market with the fertility idol in the background. Yeah, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not see the fertility <laughs> idol at all. Jesus. I'm trying it's to incredible. zoom in on the um, like their little coffee table books and see if there's anything interesting there. And it's just like, you could, there's some text somewhere. I mean, I can't tell what it says. Bullwhip days or something, which is probably like. Yeah, <laughs> Bullwhip days. Um, uh, what is Havoc wearing in this picture? Like, is it, it looks like one of those uh, like snoozies or something, right? Like the <laughs> giant blanket. Slinket. The slinket. Yeah, that's what it was. The blanket with arms. It's a trench slinket. It's like a trench coat slinket hybrid. God, I wish it were me. <laughs> <laughs> it's gambit slank it mm-hmm. um basically uh this is just him being uh convinced by cyclops and uh professor x 
to to do it. Uh, Cyclops in his old Professor X or his old X Factor uniform, mm-hmm. not his old Professor X uniform, which is uh, different. Um, this is very cute. Like Wolvesbane is really uh, happy to see the Professor. You know, she was a new mutant for a very long time, and Cyclops does a walk and talk where he basically just kind of negs uh, Alex into going along with it. Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. This is really fucking mean, I think. Like, this is just yeah. like, oh, th- what you're doing now is not important. The thing that we need you for is important. Only you can do it. And I'm glad they call this out because Xavier's like, what if some mutants die and you're not there to die? And he, he, Alex is like, so, like, I'm responsible for the whole fucking race now? Like, I'm trying to do this yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm saving mutant lives here, douchebag. Uh, and then they eventually, they just, they tempt him with Lorna. Yeah. You know? Like, this is a political move. Like, Professor X and Cyclops are not being portrayed as being particularly good here. No. You know, they're talking about how the president would look kindly on this and such. Uh, and they're just like, hey, you know, Lorna's there. And, and that's what tips him over. Um, we go back to uh, X-Factor HQ, where Quicksilver's barely made it, but he passed out. Um, he has Lockjaw there with him. And we learn uh, a couple of little details here. Um one that his powers are like draining him now. Um, when he uses powers, he ages faster as well. Uh, somebody has done that to him. Um, he's got a, a very mysterious and funny note. Dude, this um, note is that. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> this is super good. Uh, and then I love uh, Madrox being like, "Well, why don't I'm trying to talk to Lockjaw?" And him getting fooled by Ben Grimm, who got fooled into thinking that Lockjaw was a human. Dude um i live for this I kind of stuff so i live for it like yeah. there, there's some jokes like this in the mcu with like the strongest adventure joke and thor ragnarok and things like that mm-hmm. like i just like these guys pranking one another like having a whole like layers of pranks of, and and like just bullshit that they feed one another is so fucking good and special to me like i, I want it i want that to be you can only bring it out so often like it doesn't work as a whole thing but like man just it's so good it's it's why it would be the least popular avenger because like if I just had a whole bunch of coworkers who would believe anything because they lived in the MCU, I would lie all the time <laughs> to like dick with them. <laughs> like near constantly. Like even if it meant getting punched every once in a while, like Scrawl Gary would get up to some bullshit and Scrawl Gary wouldn't exist. <laughs> you know, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is what yeah. I have to call Dream Jeremy because Autumn wakes up mad at me for whatever <laughs> I've done in, in her dreams. And I'm like, no, 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 that's Dream Jeremy, yeah. baby. That's not me. Scrawl Gary yeah, yeah, is the biggest prankster yeah. in the MCU. hundred <laughs> percent. And Captain America's punched him a bunch of times. But, you know. Uh, the, uh, basically, though, we, you know, he re- makes that reveal. Uh, the note that he has, um, you know, where he talks about the team, we're introduced the team to uh, Havoc mm-hmm. as he's flying in. Um, and they say the note, he's like, you know, uh, I started, you know, my metabolism speeds up. I age, um, you know, somehow a, a sinister individual has turned my uh, power against me. And he says, like, how do you know that? And he reads it. And the note says, Mr. S- Dear Mr. Silver. <laughs> Mr. Silver is very funny. <laughs> Mr. Silver is so <laughs> like good. Calling, yeah. <laughs> Um, I've turned your power against you. You'll never find me sincerely an evil individual. Uh, and that that's it. Um, I had to look up who this guy was and he's just a one-off weird X factor villain. Yeah. Um, who hates all mutants, which is fine. Um, that's all I want him to be right now. Right? Like dear Mr. Silver. Yeah. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Silver. I'm going to start opening the emails that way. of just, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the uh so he he showed up looking for the original x factor 
um, for help with this, you know, cause you know, he also knows the old X-Men, mm-hmm. um, but ends up finding the new X factor. And, uh, this is when Havoc and, uh, Wolvesbane come in. Um, Wolvesbane is jealous of Havoc giving Lorna a big hug. Yep. And, uh, they all kind of get together. They're talking about this mayonnaise jar. Quicksilver can't open it. And Valerie Cooper opens it instantly. Um, I love Havoc trying to open it. Oh, really? Get a load of this. Wham! It is really disgusting when she opens it that it leaks out. Yeah, I don't like you know? that. I don't like, like that at all. Yeah, it looks really, really mm-hmm, gross. Not for Mayo. She looks like Jan from The Office. A lot. A lot like Jan. And we, we skipped over this, and I think yeah. it's important to, to, to go back real quick, because she does... Um, because they at, when she's trying to convince alex to come over to the team he's like why are you even doing this like this isn't doesn't seem to be your thing and like and she's like oh i'm trying to outdo my brother in the fbi who just got a, a special case where she a, a girl was found dead wrapped in plastic because oh yeah <laughs> her brother <laughs> is canonically dale cooper from twin peaks which is i guess yeah. like kyle mclaughlin could just show up in the fucking mcu with the, i mean he's already technically in the mcu for agents of shield but like i want dale cooper in the mcu gary i just want it Give yeah. it to me. He, I mean, he canonically is. This is what, what tells us that Twin Peaks is in the MCU. Man, would that fuck with uh, snobs? Like, how incredible would it be if they actually <laughs> made that official and then, like, everybody who. Oh, oh is, man. David Lynch Twitter like, would be fucking a, a, a horrified, right? Just Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just, just die. Like, just imagining everyone who, like, trips over themselves to, to bad talk Marvel on Twitter. Uh, just having to be like, well, you know, this Twin Peaks the Return though also canonic. I mean, like, yes, that was full of psychosexual metaphors and stuff, but Captain America could came and just punched him. Just didn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Captain America touches the giant David Bowie teapot. Take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, just incredible shit. Very funny. Um, she uh, opens the jar. Though, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the thing. And we find out uh, back at the the place Madrox is crashing at, um, this was his prank. Um, he had an unopenable jar that he made when he lived on Muir Island. Um, somebody knocks on his door and shoots him. Yep. Uh, that's the end of our issue. Shoots him out um, of the window. Yeah, defenestrates him, uh, which was brought up earlier, a little foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he, uh, you know, they're ending with... Uh, uh, death of a major cast member even though it is the one where there are backups so you know kind of not um but still you know cool ending cool yeah. mystery i um this was the one yeah. out of the bunch that we read uh that i liked the most like i will i will yeah. i keep saying i will go back and read these but i just haven't my internet it go, it turns to shit at night so i don't get the chance to stream this so if i don't download <laughs> stuff ahead of time like i don't get to read it but uh i keep wanting to go back and read this stuff so yeah, Peter David X Factor is great. Yeah. Like I, I've read uh, that a couple times and it's one of the things from the nineties that stands up the best and feels the most um, modern. Yeah. And the art is so, so good too. It, like the art's really, really fun. Yeah. So. Art's incredibly fun. It runs into problems if you keep going where it keeps getting dragged into crossovers mm-hmm. and doesn't really know what to do. Like Executioner's Song, which I took some pleasure in, does not know what to do with X Factor. Yeah. They're just kind of also there and just they put aside his long running plots for a little bit. I feel like that's what happens to like the best comics. Like, oh, there's a crossover event and like we don't know how to handle it. What do we do? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's what stopped me from re- re- when I started reading Wolverine and the X-Men uh, crossovers are what kind of stopped me from reading it. Because I was like, I just don't know what's going on with this crossover. I don't even know the concept of it. You know? So 
um yeah great issue though i think this is this is this is legitimately really good a lot of fun yeah highly recommended mm-hmm. um yeah so thank you everybody for listening um we'll be back next week with x-men 2099 issue number one um if you want to support us in the meantime patreon.com slash duckvtv is the place to do that uh you can also leave ratings reviews tell your friends you guys have listened to podcasts before you know the deal go go check all of that stuff out mm-hmm. it's super good um yeah and we'll be back in just a couple of days yeah.